It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, Andrew Pelletier of Minor Characters. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here for Dynasty Podcast, and I'm here with Andrew Pelletier of Minor Characters. How are you doing, sir? Good. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks for making the trip out here. We're meeting in the South Loop, uh, right next to Columbia, where I teach. Did you have to travel far, or was this... I No, you know, I live in Bucktown area, so I just took the blue line down. Okay, so that's not too bad. Not at all. If you were like, I came from, like, Naperville, I'd feel kind of bad. Usually I would. Like, this week I played a few little shows around the city, and I had to come from the suburbs, and I sat in traffic for an hour and a half. But Fridays I try to keep, I try to keep it city-based. Yeah. So. Nice, man. Yeah. You were starting to say off the mic... And this is like the thing I was going to lead with is that you and I, the last time we did a minor characters interview on the podcast was at South by Southwest 2013, not even this year, at the Driscoll, which is my favorite place to do interviews at South by. It's my favorite hotel. But uh, that's the last time we talked with the full band. How have you been since then? We've been good. We've had we've a lot has changed since that time. Yeah. But it doesn't feel, it feels like it was last year. I keep remembering that it's th- there was 13, not 14. But um, a lot has changed. Um, and we've been, we've been well. We've been better than ever right now. You guys are everywhere. I'm seeing minor character stuff all over the place. It's in support of the new record that I think you purposely made impossible for journalists to pronounce out loud. It's very easy to write about it, but when you're on an audio platform and you have to actually say it out loud, how do you pronounce the record? You pronounce it voir So it's, it's, it's a French word, that's, and it's like voila. It's the same, the same root. It's like to see, like see, voila. Yeah, we, um, that was my fault. And I, but I, I, I was like, it has. To I be, forgive this you. Is, no, just, this is the, what it has to be called, and that's sure. it. They got all the other guys were like, we shouldn't call it this, and I'm like, I think we should. <laughs> so, but they, I, I convinced them. But, but now we're having a little difficulty. Well, it's a little bit like the Thirty Rock gag about the rural juror. I don't know if you ever watched Thirty Rock. I do, but I don't think I know that reference. It's like one of the earlier seasons, and Jenna, the Jenna character, is in a play or in a movie or something like that called The Rural Juror. And it just, like, as the show goes on, it just becomes like it, yeah. Anyway, but the new record, I'm seeing it everywhere. What are you guys doing promotion-wise before we talk about, like, everything else with the record? Like, I feel like I'm seeing so much about this, which is great. So kind of what what promotional methods are you putting out there? Um, Well, we were going to go with a PR. We were going to hire PR, but we decided against it because we ran into some financial troubles and we lost uh, the drummer of the band. And so it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, we just have to put this record out. Like, it's been two years in the making. It's time, you know. Um, so we're, we're, all the promotion is 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 uh, internal. So it's all we're just reaching out to people that we know, and we're reaching out to people that have helped us out in the past, and um, doing some. We, uh, Shelby Pollard, who is the guitarist in the band, he does a lot of most of the social media stuff. So he's been blitzing on that for about a month now straight. But but no, but no, like actual. Um, I mean, we'd love to get. I mean, I don't know what to do. To be honest, I'm. I was actually gonna reach out to you and, and and inquire about it. But we'd love to get more reviews on the record, like even bad reviews, because we've had like one that, and it's a co- it's cool. But it's like we need some. We need some more substance, you know. Um, and but it's tricky to get reviewed by Pitchfork or Stereo Gum or those guys, you know. So. Yeah, it's hard, but you know, I really. So let's kind of talk about the promotional method because this is really like something that I noticed right away, and then we'll talk about like more of the core of the record, is that. I was seeing the record so much on, like, Facebook, on, like, other social platforms. I just was so aware of it, which I think is really hard to do for an independent band with a local record in a lot of ways. And so I'm really intrigued by the fact that you guys were able to, like, kind of 
create this level of awareness and penetration through all the noise by d- being DIY. That's really that's really neat, and thank you for saying that. I honestly had no idea that uh, that it's that, that was what was coming across. That's really really cool to know that. <laughs> um, I think we just we were just internal about it. We're just like we'll just just show it and give it to people as much as possible. But it's really cool to hear that it's actually working. You know. Well, I think it's interesting when a band doesn't have a publicist, or maybe like they don't have. You know, they're not like a um, like a Chance the Rapper right. or somebody that has like an established like national or international like audience, where you guys are still able to reach people. So, what kind of like like a, you know you mentioned social media. What kind of platforms are you guys using, or or how are you guys able to get the word out to folks besides social media, or including social or just like what are you guys doing? Like again, you know, again, I'm really intrigued by the idea of like you guys are DIY. You're not using a publicist, right. but people are still becoming aware of the record. Gosh, that's a tricky question. I honestly. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe people are sharing it themselves, too. Um, Like I said, we haven't done anything outside of um, social media and maybe a few blogs here and there. Um, I mean, like, Chirp Radio has been really kind to us recently. Um, Which is a great outlet. Yeah, absolutely. They're so nice. And so they're, 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 like, playing that the album like every day and so that's that's helpful so we, we you know we, we would retweet that or like show people that and then people find out through that through that um and you're playing some shows around the city i feel like i'm seeing minor characters name attached to some venues right yeah. am i wrong or no we just i mean we just booked a show with empires at the end of uh, december at lincoln hall so that that's that's huge that just, uh, that just happened yesterday so so it's official so i can't announce that but um i we played like we released at the hideout with a few bands um my name has been attached to a few things recently. I've been, I did a, some just like pop-up solo shows right. here and there. Just, I'm honestly just trying to pr- pr- like push this as, as much as I can, even if it's just the two people listening to me play. But. No, but I mean, I think being out there and just that level of like activity, you know, again, it, it can't, almost kind of can't help create some level of awareness, you know? Correct, yeah. yeah. I mean... Well, I, you know, people are always like, oh, you should just, you know, play sporadic shows or, or make make the ones that you do play really, really big and really important. But I, I think that there's no there's no harm in just playing music, you know? Yeah. For the hell of it. <laughs> like, Absolutely, know? man. That's going to be the, I know that that's going to be the quote that I put on Facebook when I post this article already. Cool. No harm in playing music. Absolutely. Cool. Plus, that's awesome you guys are playing with Empires because that yeah. Empires record it's great. is so it crazy is good. good. Yeah. Um, and they just did, I mean, they just did that Letterman thing that was a huge push for them and right. they killed it on that, you know? And they were on Dynasty Podcasts. I don't know if that was quite as big, but that's probably on par with it the Letterman yeah, appearance. Sure. No, that's huge. Letterman of Columbia College. <laughs> not even. Not even. I actually had one of my students today tell me I'm the Taylor Swift of Columbia College. Boy, I'm getting a lot of comparisons I'll today. I'll be Taylor Swift of minor characters. That, I love that. Yeah. I love. Actually, maybe yeah. that's the quote. <laughs> I am. I, I sing, and I... Although I don't put my lyrics on social media. Right. Because she's been tweeting her own lyrics, which I think is a little little odd. But probably good for promotional. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. I think she's doing okay with promotion. <laughs> Taylor Swift's a little bit. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Taylor Swift for now. No, okay, I'm just yeah, kidding. No. All right. That's what I just did in my class. Do you like the, her new album? Like, I do. do you, like, genuinely think, like, I think it's good. I've, I've gotten to a point of saturation with it where I legitimately now, like, I love Bad Blood. Okay. And I love, um, oh, it's the song After Bad Blood. I don't remember what it's what called. Yeah. I, you, I laughed out loud at a post. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Facebook, but you were like, if 13-year-old me only knew that 
Adult oh, yeah. me would be listening to I, I tweeted, I was like, like I was like, yo, like 15-year-old Heimer Black who only wears tool shirts. You're going to be listening to a lot of Taylor Swift when you become a man. Was, Deal with it. Yeah. That was fantastic. That's great. And honestly, probably sums up a lot of the old, this, our generation's thoughts on Taylor Swift now, which six, seven years ago would have been like, oh, screw Yeah, there's this a lot girl. of people who listen, used to listen to, like, either Rob Zombie or Built to Spill that are, now, that are now Taylor Swift fans. And, like, and like Katy Perry and, like, um, um, what is, I don't, what's that girl's name? That's, Kesha? Yeah, but it's somebody else. I don't know. Yeah. I saw Katy Perry over the summer. I was yeah. front row, dead center, three feet away from her for two hours, and life since has just been downhill. Really? I'm never going to recapture that. It was, this, this, it was this, the this apex. apex, yes. Uh, so anyway... Sia. Getting, That's what I'm saying. Sia, yes. Killing it. Minor characters. <laughs> but, you know, so let's talk about this record that, you know, yeah. you were saying that it was in the works for like two years. Yeah. Right? Really three. What was 2011? Three years ago? Three. I wrote it. I wrote this, or I sketched it out in December of 2011. And some of the songs I had been I had been written even before then. Um, and we decided to record it and start recording in August of 2013, mm-hmm. and then got it out in October of 2014. So it's been it's been almost three years. So what was kind of um, what do you attribute that kind of delay to? You know, I, mean, I know you just kind of ran through the timetable, but yeah. you know, sometimes like, and I'm not saying it's good or bad, but sometimes artists can like knock out a record in like yeah. four months, and then sometimes it is like, yeah, it's you know, it's been seven years. Yeah, well, we t- we told this line that was kind of like, well, do we do we just make a record and get it out there and it's our first album and then move on from there and grow, or do we do we really take our time and make this the right thing? And we kind of did both. So we we took our time in recording it and and actually making it and finishing it, and then we also took our time in releasing it because the record was done in March, mm-hmm. February. Really. I think it was mastered in February. It was ready to go by March, but um, but we waited till October. A lot of things happened, but um, I think that I think that we 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 also struggled with like keeping it too precious because like if you keep it too precious and you strangle it to death, it will it will never exist, you know, and it will sure. just be in your computers forever and or on a computer forever. And so I think we just decided that it was time to just do it and get it over with and, and and enjoy it too but you know but we but i think the next one is is going to be i think we're going to just go for it i don't think we're going to take this like oh it'll be like the punk record where you're in the studio for two weeks and then you just throw it up on soundcloud or something it yeah. could quite possibly be that way i kind of hope it's that way to be honest because i already have like a bunch of new songs that i want to do so well you know i mean it really reminds me of again this is a very cliche quote but the kind of like you know great art is never finished it's just abandoned you guys got to a point where you're just like we could work on this forever, but yeah, at some point it just needs to exist in the world. Absolutely. What was cool about the recording process, though, is it, it so it was, if we had done it in one, two weeks, we would have been able to do it. So basically, we, we spent two weeks on the record. We spent one week in August and then the other week in November. And then, like, oh, actually three weeks and then a week mixing it. And we went to Portland to mix it. So it could have existed in three weeks, but we, we financially couldn't do that and time wise couldn't do that. So we kind of, Expanded it out over six months or so, but did you guys do a Kickstarter? Or am I misremembering? You're, you're remembering correctly. We did. Yeah. Yes, we did a Kickstarter for half of the out, mostly half the record. So we finished all the recording, and then we um, did a Kickstarter for like mixing, mastering, and, and reproduction. And was it a successful yeah. campaign? Yeah. It was. It was very successful. I think it. Um, I mean, we reached our goal and and a little bit more. So and That's people awesome. were really responsive to it. And who was uh, who was 
contributing to that Kickstarter campaign? Was it all like friends and family that you already knew, or was it a lot of like new fans who were just discovering you, or kind of how did that break down? It was both. We got a lot of people that are like, oh, I, I support like one band on Kickstarter a month, and they're from you know like San Diego or something, which is cool. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of it was family and friends. Um, the 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 higher um, like the the higher pledges were mostly family and friends, and we did like shows at their house. Like right. the the one of them was like, "We'll come and play your show at, a, at your come and play a show at your house, and we'll put your name on the record," which we did. So, and that person's name ended up being Voir Dear. Uh, no, yeah, yeah it and was, you're like, yeah. "Fuck!" Now we're stuck with this. Yeah, we have to go with it. <laughs> it's their name. Oh. They pledged fifteen hundred dollars. It's Voir Dear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a legal term. It's a yeah. Yeah, I had jury duty once. Do you know the story? Did I? No, no. Tell me the jury duty story. This is great. <laughs> I did. I did not have. I did not get picked for jury duty, but I did go to jury duty in DuPage County, where I'm from, or where my I grew up, and um, I was. Oh God, I was so I was so angry that day. I was because I was like I had I had to take off teaching, and I had to like skip rehearsal and this and that, and I was like to sit there for you know seven hours and do nothing. But there was this video, this really cheesy how to or like explanation of the legal process in Illinois and one section was on voir dire and I, when I, I heard that and I was like that is a beautiful it's a beautiful phrase right it sounds cool it and it weird. looks really it great like looking at it in yeah. like written down it looks awesome it's a very distinctive name right thank you and I just thought the process of of voir dire in the legal sense was really neat um, it, it basically is when a lawyer will come into a room full of jurors or potential jurors like myself and explain the case and then pick people that sort of pertain to the case and 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 vow and they have to vow to tell the truth you know and so a lot of the theme I'm, I'm talking a lot of the record is personal but a lot of it it's also external to people of this age and yeah. so I thought that was kind of cool I felt like I was I wanted to, I wanted to externalize my thoughts and and say it to someone a group of people rather than myself so and tell the truth. And tell the truth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have a, I don't know what you would call it, like a statement, a manifesto. You have this statement that you posted yes, on Facebook, you know, describing what the album stands for and how it's, you know, what I got from it is like you're speaking about kind of going after what you want to do, not settling, not going into like the nine to five job if that's not what you want to do and just becoming fully realized. It's like, you know, some of the takeaways I got from it, but it's a very in-depth statement, you know? It is, yeah, it was written by Adam Wayne, the bass player in the band, and uh, also fellow thinker. And it was really well done. He, he did a fantastic job um, of, of doing it, uh, of writing it. But yeah, it's, it's totally about uh, that. <laughs> yeah. If you ask me a question, I might be able to answer better. Rather I was going to say, I mean, like, my brain. yeah, so were you writing the lyrics and then he extracted that statement from your lyrics? Or kind of how did that yeah. collaboration work where you guys both kind of came to that, you know, joint uh, yeah. Kind of thesis, for lack of a better word, yeah. on what this is. It's for sure a thesis. Um, I wrote the, I wrote all the lyrics and all the songs, the core of the songs for the record, and I was like, kind of showed it to them a few years ago, and we started talking about what it meant, and we grew and grew, and then they, there, some of the songs are newer too, so they were like, you should have a song about this too, and so I took took that and wrote another one, but we all, we I think the three of us really connected on what it, the philosophy behind the record and we didn't want to make one about we didn't want it to be too protest based we didn't want it to be too up in arms and you know call like a rise against right, right like yeah. or yeah or like a, a refuse record or something sure. but we wanted it to be subtle we wanted to use more ambiguous lyrics which i do anyway <laughs> so but we wanted to make we wanted to make an actual statement and not a record about love or 
Which there are a couple of. There are a couple. Right. <laughs> Taylor Swift. In the, world, in the world, yes, there are. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't want to make a Taylor Swift record. We didn't. No, we tried. We really tried hard not to. Because yeah. that would come naturally for you guys. <laughs> yeah, um, so natural. <laughs> so now that the record is out and it's been out for a couple of weeks, and like you know, it's on all the platforms. It's out on like yeah. Spotify. It's on yeah. iTunes. It's you're making this very accessible and discoverable for your fans. Kind of what is the next step now that you have this kind of like statement piece that you guys have been working on for three years now? Now that it's out in the world, what does that kind of open up for you? What can you do now? I think I think the growth of a fan base is what we should be focused on, and I think is what hopefully will occur in the next year. Um, I don't know if we're going to go on like a nationwide tour with this record. I don't. We don't have the resources right now, um, but what we do have the resources to do is to grow our. our name in people's brains and in particularly in Chicago and also hopefully around the country I don't know how to do that without touring but it's going to be word of mouth I know that it's going to occur in that way so really just showing it to everyone playing shows spreading it as much as possible yeah. and then growing the fan base so then when we do get ready to make a next record we have little pockets around the country of places we can go and show up new music to yeah well I mean I think that based on what you guys have already started to build a, in the past, and then B, around this record already, like the, the DIY buzz that you guys have created organically, I think you can just continue that trajectory and continue to grow and, and reach more people if you just keep doing what you're doing, and especially now that the record's out, man. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for saying DIY, too. I never really thought of that. But we are. I mean, that's I mean, yeah. exactly what we're you're doing. You're like, you know? yeah, we don't have a publicist. Yeah. We're doing it ourselves. That is the yeah, definition it is, it is. of DIY. It, but it's so funny because it's kind of like, we are kind of like in this in this zone where we're just like, we don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Like, you know, like, we don't have any help. We're just doing it ourselves. So that's a cool thing, but it's also, it's also sort of, at times can be frustrating because it's like, gosh, we just want a little bit more of a push for this. But, but if it's perceived as doing it DIY and doing it our own way, then that's exactly what we want, you know? Yeah, and it means that, you know, if you get some help in the future and then if for whatever reason that drops out you guys know how to do it yourself so you're not going to be left stranded absolutely plus we can teach just... a band how to publicize and they can feed themselves for a lifetime yeah. or something like that exactly something like that yeah yeah andrew Pelletier, minor characters the record is called voir dire voir dire <laughs> voir dire all right it's close yeah yeah <laughs> by the end i got it yeah man uh it's a really gorgeous record. I'm really excited to see the things happen for you. Uh, let's not wait, you know, another year and a half to do this. Are you guys going to be at South By? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, that's we are planning on doing that for sure. So we have to figure out a way to do it, but we'll do it. Well, then maybe let's check in on the Driscoll. Yes, you know? that would be so much fun. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That was, a great, that was a great day. It was, man. It's always a great day at South By. Um, and it's always a great day, man, to talk to minor characters, man. So thank you so much for taking some time coming down here and chatting with us about the record, man. I'm really excited to see... Everything that happens, best of luck with it. Thank you so much. This has been the Chicago First Unlimited podcast. Thanks to Andrew Pelletier of Minor Characters for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Hyman Black, Dynasty Descend.